Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, this is Glenn Ambrose with Life, Lessons, and Laughter. How are you today, Dave? I'm doing good, Glenn. Good. So Dave is going to be filling in for Ben again today, and... um, Ben will be back. Well, as far as we know, Ben will be back on the next podcast. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> today, he, he will be. I'm sure he will be. Uh, today, we're going to talk about finding yourself. So this is, this is definitely a topic that uh, I wanted to do with you because you found your passion and uh, what you know, a part of a big part of yourself pretty early on in life. I yeah. Mean, how how early would you say, how old were you, would you say, when you kind of came to the conclusion of what your passion was? Um, I, I want to say like four or five. Wow. <laughs> four or five. And what, how would you say what your passion is? Music. Music in general. Performing, if you want to make it more broad. Yeah, performing. Because I, I always wanted to sing, but I always I always wanted to act too. Mm. I always loved movies and theater. So um but music is the if you wanna really whittle it down to one thing, it's it's singing. Yeah. And well, it I'm sure it came directly from my father, who's a music teacher <laughs> and, a, and a singer. It's a good and, chance. <laughs> but it it was never I always wanna make sure Make it clear that it was never forced upon me. Yeah. Uh, it was around me a lot. Music was around me constantly. But I developed a love for it pretty quickly. That's and cool. I remember from like first grade when they would give you those questionnaires. What's your favorite color? Which, you know, what, what colors your eyes? What do you want to be when you grow up? I always put actor slash singer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> always. Wow. That's amazing. I was never, never, ever one of those kids who was like, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a teacher, I want to be a firefighter. I was like, I want to be a singer. Yeah. And I never changed to this day. That's amazing. To to me, it's amazing because I wandered around for years and years and years. And it's very disconcerting to to not know what you want to be when you grow up. And I only only realized that kind of recently that – not recently, but uh, only a few years ago, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> not everybody has it figured out right away. Yeah, yeah. And that's crazy. <laughs> it is. Because it, uh, it must be pretty... It's disconcerting, it's if, it's... especially when you see other people doing, you know, either past like you, you know, which, which you can kind of do from a young age and stay on that path, or even other kids that are you know, graduating high school and going to college and getting a degree in a certain area and then getting a job in that certain... And, and like, you know, God only knows if they're really happy in their lives. I'm sure some of them are and some of them aren't, you know. (laughs) Just because you go to college for a certain thing, get a job in that field and, and, you know, have get married, have 2.3 kids in a house with a white picket fence, that, that doesn't equal happiness, you know. But from the outside, it looks like it does. You know, especially if you don't know any better. So you're yeah. looking around, and I, you know, I, I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up, and it was like, 
I mean, a lot of what's funny is when I when I kind of made my shift around uh, the age of thirty five, um, I had been doing personal training for a long time prior to that, um, and I liked it. I I, in, I enjoyed personal training. I inter enjoyed helping people, interacting with them, and stuff like that. But um, I I was kind of burnt out on it. And a lot of people would be like, why don't you get back into that? Get back into that. Because I wasn't happy doing office jobs and sales and stuff. <clears throat> and uh, I said, no, I'm burnt out. And um, one of my friends, uh, a lifelong friend that I don't speak with that often, but every time we connect, it's just amazing. And he, I said that to him. I says, no, I'm kind of burnt out. And he goes, really? He says, wow. He's like, I never would have guessed that you could get burned out on something like that. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's and he had worked with a personal trainer and he said he says, "Well, it just seems like that was your way of giving back. That was your way of helping people and it must be so rewarding and if it's that kind of thing, how could you get burnt out on something like that?" And you know, it sat me back in my chair and I was like, "Oh my god, like I never thought of it like that. <laughs> it was just a job." You know, I did it. I liked it. It was a job, you know, and I, I'm sure I treated people pretty well. But I mean, I wasn't really connected to what, how fulfilling it could be. Yeah. And then when I got back into it, uh, obviously, I try to look at it from that perspective as much as possible. And and that's helpful, you know. Um, and then with, you know, I finally, <laughs> you know, you, you find your passion in different ways. I bounced all around and... Finally, with the life coaching, it just fell into place. And I went, oh, my God, finally. <laughs> you know? Finally. But did it did it click with you? Like, yeah. Like in a very profound way? Very profound. And, and what happened to me was I started, I started having memories like you did that it was always there. Mm. And I wasn't even aware of it, you yeah. know, because I was, I was so blocked off from my true self most of my life, you know, up until I was like 35. That, that I mean, you could have road signs saying, Glenn, be a life coach, and I wouldn't have seen him, yeah. you know. So, but I look back, and I remember when I was 18 in my own apartment, people knocking on my door at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning going, Glenn, I need to talk. Yeah, and I mean, like I was... 18 years old doing steel work and really not living a very good lifestyle. <laughs> and so for people to be coming to me for advice um, from the outside, that probably would have been a bad thing, <laughs> you know, but I was able to help them usually, you know? Yeah. And so a lot of times people, I looked back and I saw people that were coming to me and I was able to kind of, another thing people always said is that I wasn't judgmental. People have been telling me that my whole life. That that they didn't feel judged by me when when they opened up to me, and I never you know I never really understood what that meant, or I never took it as anything special or anything. But then when I became a life coach, I'm like, oh, I must have something about me that I can connect with people without them feeling judged. That's really helpful in life coaching. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> so so yeah, it's 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 very. It can be very disconcerting when you don't know who you are. Or, you know, in a lot of situations, too, people feel they're going in the right direction. Then traumatic events come up in their life that knock them off center. 
where they really need to focus on other things and get through some difficult situations. And then all of a sudden the clouds start clearing a little bit and they're standing somewhere and they're like, okay, um, I'm kind of further along in my life now and I don't really know who I am or how to get back to where I was or, you know, I kind of lost myself in all this. Mm. So those are kind of all the things we're talking about today. Um, so when you found, I mean, I, I imagine when you were a child, especially something as joyful as music, I mean, what did that, what did it feel like when you were, when you were a little kid walking around the house or, you know, you, you got a part in a first grade play and you were actually given the opportunity to, to perform, which you're passionate about, how how'd that feel as a young kid? Felt, it felt unbelievable. Um, I remember watching my dad in a Christmas carol because he did the plays at Westerly High School mm. for a long, long time, um, up until his retirement last year. Uh, but as a kid, I remember being very young, sitting in the audience, going like, "This is awesome." <laughs> I just I had something about it, like, and then I finally got to be in one of the shows as a small part. Mm. I threw like a snowball, <laughs> like that was my part, and I was like, "This is the coolest thing in the world." Yeah. The rehearsals were cool to me. Being on, just walking on the stage. And then fast forward to the show with the audience, it was unbelievable. I, it was a feeling that I can't even describe. It was like, it just like, I felt I belonged. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> yeah. It just felt right. Yeah. That's, and that's life. That's, you know, we a lot of times um, in this podcast, we I try to take people where they are, meet them where they are. And guide them towards happiness. Mm. In this, we're we're kind of in happiness and trying to, you know, wave you over. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Come this way. Yeah. This is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. And that is the whole point. When we fall into the flow of our passions and our truth and what we're supposed to be doing and our passion, it feels so just right. It's just right. And it's effortless, and it's easy, and it's joyful. That is what life is supposed to be. All of life. That's what we're supposed to be doing here. Anything that pulls you away from that is us heading in the wrong track. And it's all man-made. You know, any stresses that we have are man-made. I was listening to a webinar uh, last night about... um, about that's an interesting uh, word. A webinar? I've never heard that, but I know what it is now yeah. that you've said it. <laughs> and uh, it was just an audio one, and I was listening to it last night. Um, um, I think I think the woman's name was Lynn Twist, and it was off of Deepak Chopra's uh, website. And it was there's a lot going on about spiritual finance right now, um, and and looking at money in a healthier way because obviously it's a concern for many of us. Yeah. And um, it's that what she was talking about was that money, we, we made money. It was our idea. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we created money. Currency. And yeah, we created it and we created it with a specific purpose in mind, making things easier for us. 
You know, instead of trading, I forgot what example she used, but instead of uh, trading like four pigs and a goat for this, and then, you know, well, we'll just, yeah, some corn. Well, we'll just give you this, and then you can give us this in exchange for when you can pick up the cows and the goat or whatever the heck I was saying. You know, so it's, it, it was, it was to make things easier for us. And look what it's become. You know, it's just, it's this all-encompassing vision of success. And if we don't have that, then we're not successful. And, you know, it's, and I mean, of course we need it to live. And I'm a big proponent that um, we deserve abundance and scraping for your, to pay your bills each month is not why we're here. Like, so I, I, I completely understand and agree that there's a reason for money, Um but what the way we find money, just like everything else, is aligning ourselves with our passions, you know, finding our true selves. And then when we're complete, if we're just completely doing what we enjoy over and over, and you, you know, God gave us a brain, we need to think and use it. You know, if you sit in your living room all the time singing as loud as you can, well, you know, you're probably not going to pay the bills. But if you can look around and say, where's an opportunity that I can sing for people? And, you know, and like you said, you touched on this. You, you were like, oh, it was, you know, singing. You had that passion. You felt it. But when you stepped out on stage and the audience, yeah. whoa. Well, so singing for people in front of people is even more profound than doing it for yourself. So that's a step more into your passion. It's a step more into joy than just doing it for yourself. So that's how the money comes in. Hmm. You know? So the the money will come as we stay in our joy. You know, we we might be able to, you know, go to school for a specific job and um, get the degree and get the job. And then, you know, the job pays a hundred grand a year. So we can live comfortably. And we're basically going, if, if that's not our passion now, we're going to work eight, 10 hours a day, five days a week. That's a lot of your conscious waking hours spent oh, yeah. doing something that you don't enjoy. I, and then what? Then we retire and die? <laughs> like, I mean, you know, that to me that... That's what I always thought when I would take a job, and I'm sure you felt the same way. I think a lot of people, like... 80% of this country is like, or something like that's a weird number that I don't know. But like, you go to work, it could you, be true. <laughs> you do, you go to work at this job that you know, and you're, you know, in your heart that this is not what you want to be doing. Right. And you go, So, how long am I going to be here? Yeah. <laughs> and how much of my life am I going to spend doing this? Mm-hmm. And how bad is that <laughs> considering what I could be doing? possibly it is it's tough and if you know th- this but then you have that you know the money right you have to have that balance it's you get stuck yes and that's it we get stuck and we get stuck because of fear and we get stuck because um we you know we don't realize we don't stay in touch with our with our passion and and see what's possible i mean yeah sometimes you need to take a side job to pursue your passions until it pans out um sometimes uh, you know 
so, sometimes a job is a stepping stone for something else. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes if you if if you're working a job and you make the most of it, you know, like people think making the most of the situation you're in and finding happiness in that situation means that you're going to stay stuck in it. Or if you don't act miserable when you go to a job you don't like, then that means you like it. You know, and that's not true. I mean, you can be happy in any situation. You can go to a job that is not your passion, and you can make the most of it, and you can be happy while you're there. And usually what happens is you might get promoted from that. You might meet somebody else. You might get into a conversation because you're a pleasant person with somebody that's a record producer. Or, But, you know, if you're sitting there making uh, coffee for somebody and you're acting like a jerk, they're probably not going to go, so... Uh, yeah, I'm a record producer. What do you do? You know, to, I mean, obviously, you know, you you seem like, um, you know, you're a very negative person. Are you going to be serving coffee your whole life? They don't give a crap. They'd want you to get away from the table as, as soon as humanly possible. Right. You know. So I mean, that doesn't. You never know how it's going to induce. You can be so you can be happy where you are in that particular moment and still put most of your energy into pursuing your passions. You know, there people make millions of dollars doing anything in this world, anything, if they're passionate about it. You know, there's people digging ditches that are making millions of dollars a year. Why? Because they're passionate about digging the best ditch possible, and they're really good at it. And I don't know all the details about digging a ditch, but I bet you there's a right way and a wrong way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so and I bet you they're really good at it, and they could sit down and tell me all about it for hours. You know, and therefore they're making millions. There's, I saw this show about this guy making uh, mustard. That's his passion. He loved mustard, and he decided to start playing with recipes because he enjoyed mustard so much. And then he started creating new recipes with mustard, just mustard. And he developed a whole multi-million dollar business around mustard. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's following your passion. Oh, yeah. And it's not being judgmental about what your passion is. Um, you know, it's it, it's not like if he was to sit there and go compare, compare his insides, which would be his passion for mustard, to other people's outsides, like um, Oprah Winfrey. Mm. You know, oh, she reaches... Hundreds of millions of people all around the world, and she does this, and she does that, and isn't she wonderful? And she's important in this world, but I like freaking mustard. I, I suck. What is that going to do? How is that a benefit of society? You know, if he were to have gotten caught up in that, he never would have followed his passion, you know? And that's that's part of the trick, is not getting caught up in saying, you know, oh, how how is, is is this grand enough to be important? No, if it brings you joy, it's important. Yeah. Not only is it important, it's the most important. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. it's the most important thing because not only are you following your passion, but you're bringing more joy into this world. You're experiencing more joy. You're staying in that flow of this is just right, man, and life is easy. And you then also you get a multi million dollar company. You want to go build a school in Africa? You can do that. 
<laughs> you know, you want to go help out poverty in, in your city, you can do that. You know, I mean, you can you can help the world in a lot of ways if you become successful at what you're doing, you know, and some people have no desire to have tons of money. You know what? They don't need to have that. That doesn't mean you're joyful either. You know, some people have you ever like called a customer service line and spoken with the best customer service person? I mean, it's I, I've gone off the phone like just completely uplifted <laughs> because this person was enjoying their job so much and they just really wanted to help you. That makes you feel so good, you know? And they're probably making nine bucks an hour at a call center. <laughs> or know? less. Yeah. And, but you've got that one that's really good at it. And you know what? What's in that, what's, in, what's wrapped up inside of that is fulfillment. If you are giving the best of what you have and people are benefiting from that and you're just spreading joy, you feel good about yourself. You know, the, the person who's good at customer service and makes you really feel like that probably goes home. Now, maybe they have a passion for singing that they're going to pursue, yeah. you know, other areas in their life. But, they, but regardless, they're going to go home and feel good about themselves. And feel good about the job that they did. And they're going to love themselves and respect themselves and probably carry on a fairly happy existence. Whereas the customer service agent who works right next to them that's miserable is going to go home and be miserable. <laughs> you know? And they're not going to be feeling fulfilled. You know? So it's, it's – you can be happy in situations, but – you know, in any situation. But a lot of it is finding what – what feels right to you and following it. Um, you know, it's, it's paying attention to your feelings. Yeah. You know, you, you notice something when you like, Oh my God, this is, you know, th this brings me joy. This lights me up. If you didn't pay attention to that, then what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, then you end up meandering around like I did for years. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people end up doing that, though. Yeah. Because a lot of people have never taken the time to think about, I think, what their passion is. Yeah, that's feel, a big part of I it. I feel like you see a lot of people and you're like, they don't have a passion. And it's like, they could. You might have no idea. They might have no idea what they truly love to do. They've never taken the time to think about it. Right, and that's and that that's exactly the the area that that I want to touch on. Mm. It's the you know, like I've I've had different conversations about this on the way to finding my passion. And it you know, one thing that my uncle had said to me, he said, "What would you do if money wasn't an issue?" That's one of the best questions you can ask oh, yourself. It's fantastic. Take money off the table. Yeah. It's not an issue. What would you do on a daily basis if you could do anything that you wanted to do? I've asked people this question. It's the best question. Yeah. It's the best way you're going to get their answer. Yeah. Of what they want to do with their life. <laughs> yeah, what brings you joy? Yeah. Pay attention. You know, our feelings are our guidance system. If if something feels like crap, it's to tell us don't go in that direction. 
You know, if something brings us joy that says go in that direction, you know, it's, it's so simple. It's like, you know, but, but we get so busy and caught up with other things that we don't slow down enough to look at it and ask ourselves these questions. And it's, we can get so disconnected with our, our feelings that we don't know this stuff. You know, it's, I always think of the the dating the dating experience or the or the relationship experience when somebody goes uh you know you got a couple and they're like uh, you want to go out to eat they're like yeah okay what do you want uh, i don't know i don't care yep. whatever you want what do you want i don't know and then it it turns into an argument because nobody can answer what they want and you know i think guys probably do this a little bit more than women but truly guy has no idea has real it hasn't he even occurred to him. It hasn't even occurred to him. And he can sit there and go, what do I feel like eating? I honestly don't care. I would rather you just put something in front of yeah. me. And sadly, that's not actually true. Right. There, Whatever question there is. Because then we, what happens, they, somebody makes a suggestion, you're like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't and know about like, that. like, well, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. you say something. Yeah. I don't know what i want but i don't want that <laughs> i know i don't want that yeah yeah but and so that's it gets into this weird yeah and it's because we're out of touch with our feelings that's what that it, is yeah <laughs> it's i mean truthfully we can really you know digging what do i want what do i want what do i and nothing will come to us but that doesn't mean that we don't actually an want something <laughs> yeah. that means we're out of touch with it you right. know so one of the things that i teach people is how to be honest with yourself and you can do this with dinner you can do it with your passion you can do it with anything you know and it's just quieting yourself and a lot of times put my hand on my heart and i'll just ask close my eyes that kind of gets out all the the external things that can grab my attention you know and really focus and just kind of pay attention to how I'm feeling, and I'll ask myself the question over and over. And honestly, I use the what do I want to eat thing early years ago. I used to do that as a practice because I'd be like, I don't care. you know. So I started using that as, as a way to practice getting in touch with, with my true feelings about what I want. So I'd be like, what do I want to eat? <laughs> this sounds silly saying. It would be like, you know, what do I really want? What do I really, really want? What do I really, really, really want? And if you just keep asking yourself questions, what am I passionate about? What am I really passionate about? What brings me joy? What really brings me joy? What makes me, what fills me up inside? And you're just quiet and you listen, you'll get the answer, you know? And I mean, you might need to, you might get, uh, let's just say you get um, helping people. Like that's okay. Well, helping people, I can do that in a lot of different ways. So, but at least it gives you a start. Then you can start walking in that direction and start looking at things, you know? And that's kind of what happened to me. It was like I was kind of so lost from my passion. I needed to get to helping people. And then I needed to start navigating through helping people and how, you know, using my personal training is, is really shifting my focus on that and then you know and then looking into other ways then I found the life coaching well what does that entail oh I think that's a good fit you know well try it you know I didn't know 100% that I was going to love life coaching 
I figured I probably would, you know, because I was starting to wake up and be able to be honest with myself. But I didn't know until I went out there and started doing it. But it's a step in the right direction. And even if it wasn't that, then I, I knew that another door would open up, you know, that would bring me even closer to it. And so I, I didn't know if I was going to find my passion that year or if I was going to find it 10 years from then. But I knew I was going to start walking in the direction of it, you know, and that's what ultimately led me to it. Yeah. So. I've, I've heard a quote. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, so I'm not going to pretend like it. But it's, it's basically pretty simple. It's like there is no point in doing things you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. In your life, like there's no point in having a job that you don't want. Like, don't do it. No, it's a trap. You need to do what you truly love to do in your in your life. I was just watching a show with the uh, founder of Whole Foods, yeah, and he was he was talking about that. He was like around eighteen or nineteen or something, and he did I forgot what he did some job, but all of a sudden he he just oh he was going to college. And I don't necessarily recommend doing it this way, but I think this was back in like in the 60s or 70s. And he was, he was going to college, kind of a hippie type guy. And all of a sudden he just decided, um, like, you know what? I'm not doing anything that I don't enjoy ever again. And he started, he dropped one class, then he started dropping other classes. And he ended up, I believe, dropping out of college altogether. And he ended up starting Whole Foods. And it was his passion. His passion was healthy foods. And, you know, now it's a huge success. But he, you know, and he didn't understand the magnitude of the decision he was making at that point. Yeah. But that's how he's, he's lived his life. And he's found happiness and fulfillment in Whole Foods. It's not just a business venture. Mm. You know, it's a fulfilling spiritual venture for him. And it's because he's following his passion you know, for for giving people healthy foods, and it was, and it all started from him going, "I will never again in my life do something that I don't want to do." You know, and it's it's good, yeah, it's profound, and it's we just got to be it's bold, though. It's very bold, and you know that the, the hard the naysayers will start. You know, like sometimes we have to take that job. Uh, mm-hmm. serving coffee on our way to our passion. So some people will be like, oh, well, I don't want to serve coffee, so I don't have to do that. You know, it's like y- you, have yeah, to- you have to look for how this is going to work successfully. You know, you don't, now he, he may have, um, they got hit by a flood once. They had to, re, you know, redo the store. Maybe he didn't feel like shoveling, you know, or getting debris. tons of debris out of his store. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't find that fun. Right. He didn't want to do that, but he did it because the bigger picture was there. Yeah. You know, he stayed focused on his bigger picture. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's, I may have dabbled with a little negativity in my life. So I kind of, I recognize, <laughs> 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 okay, I had a lot of it early on. But so I, I, I recognize how this stuff creeps in when I say these general things, only do what you like. Well, I know. That me 20 years ago would have been like, oh, okay, well, you know what that means. Then I don't have to do this and I don't have to do that. And then, you know, like, yeah. come on, Glenn. Yeah. You know, grow up, be realistic about it. <laughs> you, know? you have to keep the big vision uh, of pursuing your passion in mind, you know. But I think, I think pretty much to, 
you know, wrap it up is there's a level of respect and love that we need to have for ourselves. And, you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll put a lot of thought into what we do for other people, you know, we'll be like, oh, is, is, you know, is this going to hurt their feelings? Is this going to slow them down? Is this going to, we need to do that for ourselves. We need to respect ourselves enough to be like, you know what, what kind of existence is it for me going and doing something eight, 10 hours a day for the rest of my life that I don't enjoy? What, you know, what's, what's going to happen when, when I'm laying on my deathbed, am I going to sit there and say, well, you know what? I had that nice house. Thank God, because I was miserable going to work every day for 50 years. You know, like, is that really what's important? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, Or sitting there going, you know what? Um, either if, if money is, having money is important to you, then you can have that. If, if money's not being important to you, then you don't have to have it. But, but in, whether if we take money off the table, and just focus on what you spend your life doing. You know, it's that's what's important. And that's what we're passing on to our children too. You know, we have to realize our actions lay the groundwork for our children's actions. Not what we say. Oh, you know, honey, I love you. I just want you to be happy. That's all I want. If my child just ends up happy, that's all I want. And then we show them how to live a miserable existence by going to a job, <laughs> by our actions, by going to a job that we hate, coming home, being miserable. We, you can't hide that, mm. you know? So, I mean, we have to show them. We can't tell them that they get to be happy and we want them to be happy and then show them how to be miserable right. by our actions, you know? So give ourselves the same respect that we would give our children. Show them how to live a happy, healthy, productive life by our actions, bring joy into it. It is possible. It happens all the time. And I'm seeing more and more people do it um, now. You know, This is the first time in history that people are looking to be fulfilled in their careers. Yeah. You know, always before, we always did what we had to do. You just got, you got to pay the bills. You got to pay. And we lived unconsciously. Then we retired and then we died. Mm. And it just generations and generations happen it's now. It's going away. Yeah, it's going away. People are starting, there's more entrepreneurs going out, starting their own things. I mean, this is such a time of expansion. Everybody worries about these kids coming up going, oh my God, they feel so deserving. Like, wh- why shouldn't they? Let's, it's just not the same. Let's it? show, no, it's different. It's, it's just different. It's weird. And, you know, when I was a kid, it was weird. You know, there was something wrong with my generation. And, <laughs> right. And it, there's something, it's just different. It's not, there's nothing wrong with any generation. <laughs> it's just always different, you know, because Evolves. we're evolving. Yeah. We're evolving and we're evolving towards happiness finally. Thank God. <laughs> We've hit a tipping point where yeah. we can't get much more miserable. <laughs> It's true. You know, it no, it's true. That's that's why. Yeah. It's like 70-80% of people in the United States are unhappy. Like seriously? That's horrible. You know? This state has the highest depression rate almost, I think. Yeah, I think I heard country. that recently too. Yeah. And it's like that's, you know, maybe I that's why it. I'm in Rhode Island. <laughs> we need you here. We need to spread a little happiness in this place. I know. Uh, so, so that's 
that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to uh, get people to slow down, look at themselves, follow their joy, and go inside, respect yourself enough to really try to find your passion and follow it. And it's inside. It's not outside of you. Everything's inside. So go inside and, and look for it and, and get quiet and try to, try to find it. So uh, that's going to do it for today. And um, if you want to get in touch with me, I'd love to hear some feedback from you or any questions or show ideas. And you can reach me at life-enhancement-services.com or my Facebook page, Life Enhancement Services, or my personal face, Facebook page, Glenn Ambrose. And thank you, Dave, for helping me today. No problem. Thanks for having me. And we will uh, speak with you soon. This podcast is presented by New Shore Productions. Executive producers Glenn Ambrose, Benjamin Barber, and David DeAngelis. Mm-hmm.